Who is you? Uh, Daryl Brooks, the defendant, seated at the table. Um, let the record reflect that I do not identify by that name, nor do I know anybody by that name. Your objection is noted. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind-the-scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we are creating documentary films about the issues impacting our culture and society from a biblical perspective. I'm Amber Archer, and joining me is my husband, Miss Master Mark. Miss Master Mark <laughs> on the microphone. If you're just joining us, welcome. We are so glad you're here. Uh, so we share a lot of behind-the-scenes with our filmmaking ministry, things that we're researching, and um, just testimonials from people bringing you interviews from across the country of people who are working in this space to help educate the public as to the dangers of what's happening, especially in education right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you got today? Oh. I've got some fun stuff today. Oh, today. I Let me jump in and make mm-hmm. one announcement real fast. Um, just to remind everybody, if you missed the announcement last week, we will be having a free online streaming of The Mind Polluters. Today o- is best day ever. <laughs> he just cut me off. <laughs> October 19th through the 22nd. So be sure to share themindpolluters.com with your friends and family. They can watch it for free on online during those days. So that's Duh, Ashley. Uh, so that is next week. I think what is it? 6 days away from us from when we're recording? I don't know. Next week. Next week. So on Tuesday when it comes out, it's going to be 2 days away. Okay. All right. So yes. there we go. So what do you got today? So I've got some interesting uh articles. I you know, remember not too long ago we were reading John MacArthur's response to Gavin Newsom. Oh yeah. In his open letter to the governor, and I said, thank you, finally. This is what we need. We need the pastors to start standing up. Yeah, absolutely. They have public ministries. They need to stand up and speak out publicly. And I just got this uh, just this morning from Todd Starnes. Dr. Robert Jeffress, the pastor of First Baptist Church Dallas, rebuked California Governor Gavin Newsom oh, good. for erecting pro-abortion billboards that included a Bible verse. Oh, good! Um, Jeffress, who was a guest on the Todd Starnes radio show, suggested Newsom might spend the afterlife in the lake of fire. <laughs> uh, oh, I, don't, I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh, but... No, but hey, this is... But, but truly, truly, it's I truth. am so glad somebody is finally... Telling these people and mm-hmm. warning everyone, hey, listen, there are none of us without sin. Mm-hmm. We all need Christ. We all must repent. That's right. And believe that he is able to save us. Yep. Here's what he said. Quote, there are people burning in hell for a lot less than what Gavin Newsom yeah. has done and blaspheming the words of Jesus Christ. Yeah, the if, scriptures are true. If he's going to quote Jesus and what he had to say about abortion... The verse he should have put up on the billboard is what Jesus said. Ready? Yeah. You'll recognize this verse. It is better for somebody to have a millstone tied around his neck and be cast into the sea than to harm a little child. Huh. That's the opening verse in The Mind Polluters. Yes, it is. What a dink! I thought that was very appropriate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like that. So I say bravo. Yes. Thank you. Up, Thank you. Standing up. The pastors need to stand up. They need to speak out. They need to stop cowering and thinking that they're not allowed to. 
we the people are Caesar. Yeah. We should be speaking out. So, um, now I don't know if you have followed this, um, you know, switching gears here, but the mass murder defendant tells court he doesn't identify as himself. Ugh. So this is, I've got some audio here, but this is, um, this is interesting. What happens when... Well, who's, uh, remind me who the mass murderer is. Okay, so let me just read a little bit of this. Unusual things happen at murder trials given the horrific violence such cases involved. There have been unplanned confessions, gotcha revelations, outright denials, and more. But at the trial of Daryl Brooks Jr., who is charged with dozens of counts for driving a car into a Christmas parade in Wisconsin, there was a new one. Yep, I remember. Remember this guy. Absolutely. The defendant, who is representing himself in court, denied he was himself. (laughs) What? Yes. Literally, when a witness identified him as the driver of the car that day, he said... Uh, let the record reflect that I do not identify by that name, nor do I know anybody by that name. Uh, so um, I have the audio. Are you ready for this? This is <laughs> well. I, I'm just okay. Th- okay. May- maybe the audio will help. The audio should clarify everything. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Thank you. Please be seated. And once again, for the record, state your first and last name. Thomas Casey. This is Thank one you. of the police Mr. officers. This is your opportunity to. She addresses him as Mr. Brooks. Good morning, detective. Good morning. Um, so, how long have you been in uh, law enforcement? Uh, 25 years. Since a long time. Um, this is the guy who mowed everybody down? Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. Okay. I want to direct you to uh, the evening of November 21st, 2021. Um you stated that you were on duty that afternoon, correct? Yes, sir. Um, do you recall any uh, disturbances that afternoon? <laughs> this case a genius. Do you mean when you drove through the parade routes and? That's what I was gonna say, duh. Uh, Where's the Your question Asher? was a little broad. Why don't you try to narrow down the time frame so he can answer that more specifically? Uh, roughly around the time of maybe 4.30-ish p.m. Yes, I do. Um, do you remember what you can recall? Do you remember what you can recall? Do I remember if I can recall? Do you remember <laughs> the disturbance you recall? Why is he representing himself? He's he's a genius. Yes, I do. Would you state what that is? What well, what that was rather? Uh, I heard a horn beeping, and then a Ford Escape came through the um, parade route, and you drove past me and wouldn't stop, and you continued driving into the parade route. Who is you? Uh, Daryl Brooks, the defendant, seated at the table. Um, let the record reflect that I do not identify by that name, nor do I know anybody by that name. Your objection is noted. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Um, okay. Couple of questions. Okay. 
Okay, first, is there, do you know, is there a backstory as to why he's defending himself? I mean, he's, he's totally able to, but I'm just wondering. I don't know, but if you watch the trial video, I have to say it's kind of entertaining because his, of course, his mugshot, he looks like a crazed lunatic. He's got, you know, unkempt cornrows and a, and a shaggy beard. I mean, he looks like a lunatic in his trial. He's the only one in the courtroom. He's he's you know cleaned himself up, so he's he's clean shaven. He's shaved his head, and he's wearing a mask. And I have to say that with his mask on and and his clean shaven head, he looks like Tone Loke, and he kind of sounds like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I I'm really confused. I feel sorry for the people who are actually trying to seek justice yeah. in this matter. And, I, this and, this and, is ridiculous. And what do we expect as a society when we now deny bio- biology, right? Yeah. You no, can, be, I don't, you I can don't. be identify. You can identify <sighs> anything you want. And now you don't even have to identify as yourself. So you're total immunity right. from any sort of remove sin, remove all sin. Right. Look, now you don't need Jesus Christ. Right. And ah. we, and, and we joke about this. It, you know, we joke in, in here at home about when we, when we look at, you know, something that we, wish we could buy or something and say, no problem. I'll just go and identify <laughs> right. as Donald Trump and write a check for it. Yeah, or a millionaire. Right. Or so millionaire. What, what's the difference? Yeah. Well, this is what you get. This is a society where this is allowed in a court of law. I don't, I, yeah. He, he comes in and alters his appearance a little, represents himself and says, I don't know who that is. Right. That's a, I don't identify as him anymore. It reminds me of, it reminded me of a song from a long time ago. Oh no. And I just want to want to point this out cuz you know I remember things like this and I just want to I just want to point this out and say this was kind of prophesied in pop music a long time ago. You ready? Okay. Tell me when you re- recognize the song. <laughs> Remember this? Slim shade. No, 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 no. no, no he's creeping out the be- uh, bathroom door or something like that. What? Bedroom door? Listen. Listen. The girl next door, you know. I don't know what to do. Say it wasn't you. Say it wasn't you. Oh, creeping with the girl next door. So, you just lost me. I don't even know what he's saying. Hang on. I, I have no idea what he's saying, but the whole story line of the song is... It wasn't me. You're right. Isn't my, that the name of the my, song? Yeah. It's called It Wasn't Me. Yeah. My girl caught me... With the girl next door. With the neighbor girl. Yeah. And we were... Doing... Doing what we shouldn't have done. On the bathroom floor, what do I do? Oh, just say it wasn't you. Yeah. <laughs> This was from the 90s. But now we've got listen, listen to it. Listen to the refrain. It wasn't me. Right. It wasn't me. <laughs> That's your defense. Okay. <laughs> wow, okay. Right. Wasn't me. So, that's this now we have uh, you know, a generation later 
we are now yeah, because introducing this as a defense in a legal proceeding. It wasn't me. Yeah. No, it wasn't me. I don't identify. That's what he's saying. Just say it wasn't you. What a circus. I, I just, oh my word. It was, it was a, it was a kind of a tongue in cheek thing in a, in a, in a rap song mm-hmm. when we were young adults. Now it's the whole of society has lost its collective mind. So, um, anyway, I have, um, uh, I have another one here. That's, uh, well, we have to circle back, circle back, circle back, circle back. I hate to disappoint conservative Twitter, but I am going to circle back. I have a Twitter update. Oh, okay. I, I love getting on Twitter and finding things that people say about us. Uh, what? Oh, I missed this one. Okay. This one, uh, this is an older I'm, one. Uh, Cause I'm not on Twitter, so I don't care. This is an older one. This is from, um, this is from July. Okay. This is from Emily Mason. Okay, so it's not it's not too too old. It's not too old, right? I mean, but in the in the social sphere it's whoa ancient. Right. Idiot. So Emily Mason <laughs> at Emily Mason one one nine two. Um I just found out that Christian's Christian's parents it's called it's called spell check, Emily. Uh Christian parents are so freaked out about sex ed in schools is because of a movie called The Mind Polluters. It is a, quote, documentary on how kids are being turned gay and so on with interviews with experts, in quotes. One of the, quote, experts is Ken Ham, LOL. <laughs> Idiot! <laughs> that's, that's... Oh, that's all it is? That's um, all it is. Oh, I mean, okay. Well, some of the replies are fun. Um Gypsy Soul 1968, OMG, at Art Politics 3. I wish I could laugh at this ridiculous propaganda, but with Roe reversed, any right wing propaganda isn't a laughing matter any longer. <laughs> what? Um, so, so my my question is: It was Emily. Did, did Emily Mason? Did she actually? Did she actually watch the film? Maybe she would. Understand I don't. It doesn't the, sound like the it. The concern. No. She refuses to because one of our experts is well. Cam, I'll, I'll, know, LOL. We, maybe maybe I'll get on Twitter and respond and let her know that it's available for free uh, October nineteenth through the twenty second. Mm-hmm. You know, and then maybe she can watch it and see the legitimate concern that parents have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at I underscore GVF. I don't know what that is. Remember when they were worried about sex education because they thought it would make their teenagers promiscuous? Oh, the good old days. So. Um, you keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. I don't know. I, it's hard to argue with these idiots because they just. They, it's nonsensical. Nonsensical. Yeah, okay. Anyway, we've got. Um, more here because we want we want to keep talking about um, people showing the mind polluters and the effect that it has had on their uh, on their ministries and their grassroots organizations and how it has changed the dynamics of things for them. So uh, Rhonda Miller, who is one of the cast members of the Mind Polluters, and we interviewed her recently. She's also going to be in Dysphoria, um, and we asked her about engaging the church to show a film like the mind polluters. And the reason this is important of course, is because we're challenging, uh, organizations, grassroots organizations, especially who have shown the mind polluters to put on their calendars for the war room 
Summit uh-huh. for Dysphoria coming up next June yep. in the Houston, Texas area, because this is where you will be able to get plugged in to be a screening partner mm-hmm. for Dysphoria yeah. when it premieres. And you can go to dysphoriamovie.com and sign up to get on the early newsletter so that you don't miss any of the updates when tickets go on sale and all the other information and all the goods. Right. So we've got here's a here's a, a quick clip with Rhonda talking about the getting the complicit and cowardly pastors to step up and show a film like The Mind Polluters, which you can still show. Uh, um, before you start it. that, yeah, yeah. because um, uh, one of our New Jersey grassroots mm-hmm. organizations, they are actually going to be showing The Mind Polluters Friday, November 4th from 6 to 9 p.m. at Montclair Community Church. And in, if you guys want more details, I'll leave a link um, in the show notes for you. But they're going to have special guest Bill Spadia. He's New Jersey's top rated radio talk show host. Awesome. So we are excited. See, this is how it gets done. This is a community film event. Yep. So everybody's welcome. It's at the Montclair Community Church, Friday, November 4th from 6 to 9 p.m. Coming for you, New York. We're just across <laughs> the just across the state line in Jersey. Well, I, I, you know, I will say we already are shipping DVDs to New York. There oh. are five states that we... Um, are not that we haven't reached yet. So I'm excited and we'll just keep plugging along. See, a lot of people probably don't realize that I am a native New Yorker. Uh, yes, you were born in New York. I was born in New York State, not New York City. Right. No, 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 no. Cuba, New York, uh-huh. which is a far cry from New York City. Yeah. Okay, we'll get back to Rhonda. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to so cut you off there. I am a Yankee at heart. All right, here's Rhonda <laughs> talking about uh, getting the mind polluters played. So one of the most frustrating things that we have uh, had to deal with ever since I've been involved in this is getting the church involved. Um, pastor after pastor has refused to let us come in and speak, let us come in and show our film, The, the Mind Polluters, which is very eye-opening for a lot of parents. Um, but by and large, the churches won't show it. The churches will not, they will not get involved. And I've been told time and time again, it's separation of church and state. Well, that was never the intent and if our churches don't engage and our pastors don't step up and do what they they should be doing with shepherding their flock and protecting their children in their commu- in their community and in their congregation then what's the point what's the point of getting together on a sunday morning just to claim you believe in god but yet you're not stepping forward and protecting children now i will tell you in my own community I ran into this big time, and it's been very frustrating. The biggest church in the town that we used to attend, I tried to have a meeting years ago, and and I had the speakers lined up. And I had uh, Senator Cruz was going to come in. I had Terrence Moore from Hillsdale College, and I had Aaron Tuttle was going to come and speak about the math problem. And I had them all ready to come. And I said, I just need a room. I was told no. I was handed a copy of the bylaws and said, we don't get involved in politics. I wasn't even allowed to hold a room, have a room there to hold the meeting. I found out later on that a few days later, all the pastors in our community were invited to the high school for a luncheon. And so I knew then that they were, they were fully sold in. And then when I watched as they uh, implemented the Lilly Counseling Initiative back in 2017 and 2018 when they got their money, um, I filed a freedom of information request with our local school after they had passed a referendum that included mental health counselors. And in that, Those documents that I got, it included the requirements to bring in the community leaders, the business leaders, and the religious leaders. And fast forward, and then we find out that Beacon Health 
is building a facility right across the street from our high school. And so my husband put on Facebook something about, you know, wanting to know what was going in there. And when he found out, he said, you guys have no idea what you've just done. He got a private message from the pastor at the largest church in town that tells him, Jeff, I helped put that there. There was no other land around Napanee that was available. Well, they're building on both sides, east and west of Napanee now. But he strategically placed that, me that medical facility right across the street from the high school. So it told me who one of the religious leaders was in our community that fully sold in. Mm -hmm. And so that was very alarming. But these pastors, they, they better step up. They have a duty to protect not only their flock, but their community. And what's happening is because the churches have abdicated their authority under the 501c3 and separation of church and state mantra, they've allowed the largest government entity in the community to take over, to take over what the church should be doing. They have now abdicated to the government. They're going to have to answer for that. I think it's funny how the argument was well, that was the only land that was available in Napanee. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I, I love Napanee, but Napanee is nothing but land. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a farming community. <laughs> well, but there wasn't anything available for sale, right? And, and now they're building, right? Just can't you know, make just, it happen, right? right? This is what Micah was talking about last week: the the three kinds of pastors: the courageous, the cowardly, and the complicit. Mm -hmm. And the cowardly are the ones who are just, just need the courageous to come alongside. They need the courageous to come along and say, we got this, you know, follow us into battle. We'll show you how to fight. The complicit, I think, is what she's describing there. Mm -hmm. The ones who are going along with it. And a lot of times the complicit are the ones that you're trying to you're you're trying to shake them loose. And they either, you know, a lot of pastors, especially, they don't want to be educated by they're they're supposed to be the ones with all the answers, I think, in their mind. right. You know, but well, it reminds me of the church in Washington State who um, they needed several, you know, screener links, and so we we sent them screener links so that mm -hmm. they could watch the film. This was before we got shut down on um, Vimeo, uh, but they they finally their elder board watched it, and then they came back and said, "No, I'm sorry, we can't show it after all." And the reason was because they said they have an outreach to the public right. school. And so they weren't going to show it. What is the outreach Which, to a public school if you're not going to speak the truth? Well, that's what I, you know, I don't, I don't know. So uh, you have no outreach there. No. You don't have a ministry there. Give me a break. You're not speaking the truth about anything. Um, I, so or protecting anybody. What about what about the families within your congregation yeah. who you you know and especially now you now know you've watched you've watched the film you mm -hmm. have can go and do your own homework to see which of these curriculums and other things are coming into your school system because I guarantee they are. Yep. It's coming through the the monies, the federal funds. So what do people do if they run into a stick-in-the-mud pastor who refuses to let something like this even be seen or discussed? We saw it even when we were trying to set up screenings in our local area. Uh, well, we want to put a disclaimer on it, you know. And, <laughs> and, 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 yeah. No, and I tell you what, dysphoria, we're not doing that. No. There's no disclaimers. You you take it as it is. Mm -hmm. I'm not... I'm not giving an inch on this because yeah. the um, truth needs to be the, told it is all true <laughs> it, the truth that's what we're supposed to stand for so if you can't get your pastor to show it then what are some good options how about the library 
Oh yeah. You had an, an uh, you attended a screening. That <laughs> yeah. Was near here. Yeah, near at here a, at a public library, and tell them. Tell them about the added resources. That well, it was it was add. really interesting because um, we went and found the library books that are shown in the mind polluters. These these mm-hmm. dirty kids books. Yes. So bef- uh, during the show, because of course we've already seen it. So during the show, um, Rhonda actually mm-hmm. and she went and pulled the library books. From that library that right. we were screening the film in to show parents, this is on the bookshelf Yep, in this library for your children. And people were just aghast. Yeah. And, I, so, I mean, and so the books that we're talking about specifically would be It's Perfectly Normal, mm-hmm. which, so I'm, I'll give you a second to write these down. Okay. If you haven't gone to the library, you can go to virtually any public library and find these books. Uh-huh. And these aren't even the worst of the worst. Right. Let these me, are let the me, mild ones. Let trust me just us. Say. <laughs> trust us. If you really want to see the really. Oh, I should leave a link. You know what? I'll leave a link in the show notes to um, there's a great resource from a, a Utah group with all of the perverse and vulgar okay. books. So I'll be, I'll be sure to leave that in the show notes. Right. So I, I can't thank those people enough for putting that together. And, and Debbie DeGroff, who's in the yes. film, wrote mm-hmm. an entire thoroughly researched book about the books. Yeah, what's called, inside children's books? Yeah, between the covers. Yep. Uh, we'll leave a link to her too. She's part of the cast of the Mind Pooler. So you're talking about a book like It's Perfectly Normal. Mm-hmm. Jacob's New Dress. Jacob's New Dress. My Princess Boy. Mm-hmm. Crank. Yep. I think they might. It's. It, I've slept since then. I know. So I, haven't, sure. I haven't watched it in anyway, a while. Just start with those. Yeah. <laughs> just start with those. And tell me that you're okay with this. With your... Your children being, you know, basically left unsupervised in the public library, mm-hmm. right? This is what, but it's not just in the public library. It's these, planting these seeds and these ideas these of books are this. in the school libraries too. Ugh. And they're also a lot of times in, especially in the younger grades, a teacher will have their own library in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And so we've seen it erupting all across the country. I mean, really, I am so glad to see that so many parents are standing up and saying, this doesn't belong here. It's just inappropriate material. Right. So when we talk about being one of those parents, so take, for example, you may have a, you know, a kindergartner, for example, and if they're in a public school and sometimes this is in private schools Mm -hmm. too, but you have to be that parent who goes in and checks, you know, because the online search isn't going to show you what the teacher maybe has in her school. In her classroom. Classroom library yeah. that the kids are allowed to look at or that she reads at circle time. Yeah. Right? So you have to be vigilant as a parent. All right. We've got another clip here from Rhonda talking about how powerful a weapon the mind polluters has become. And we've heard this from people in Virginia. Coast to coast. And, uh, <laughs> and New Jersey, right? They all come back and say, this is a very powerful weapon. And Rhonda's going to talk about why. Mm-hmm. You've already screened the mind polluters. Mm-hmm. How has the mind polluters helped your organization and helping you know people um, join join your group and to help put boots on the ground and through the grassroots movement. Yeah, being able to screen screen the mind polluters has been a huge uh, weapon. I call it a, I call it a powerful tool in our in our tool chest, right? Um, because what's happened is we've screenings that we've had multiples of them. There's generally a teacher that shows up, if not more than one, and they'll sit towards the back, and after they've watched the film, they're they're pretty shook. 
and they will say during questions and answers, they'll raise their hand and they will say, everything in that film is exactly what's happening. And you can just see the demeanor and the change in the people that are in the audience because it gives it validity because they're, they're understanding then this is serious. And so the Mind Polluters has been a very powerful tool that we've been very thankful to be able to use and help wake up people. It's one thing to go and give a presentation, right? But you put it in a film format that's beautifully laid out, that's very powerful, that is getting high prices from even legislators on our side. Um, that is incredible. And so uh, we've been very blessed um, to have been able to do that. Do you see, do you see, because you, you touched on it just briefly, is, is, is having something like a film that's a, you know, hour and a half, hour 45 format. Do you see it as a, a, a better way for a conference or are there follow-ups? I mean, are you guys, in order to continue that education process for people, um, how do you, how do you see that? Yeah. So the film, the, there's two different ways to, to look at it and two different types of people that will come. Mm-hmm. Some people would just come rather see a film and sit and watch, right? Some people would rather come and see a presentation. So what we have found is if we go in with the film first, they're usually starving for more information. I wanna know what's happening specifically here. And then we're able to go in and help educate them further. So we actually have um, a game plan of doing that, is going in and showing the film first, and then coming back in and telling them we have a presentation or multiple presentations that we will show you that's exactly laying out what's happening in Indiana. So there's really two different processes that we, we, we use it for. Um, and, and that's been very beneficial because for the most part, for the last almost year, what we've done is just focused on showing the film. And now people are calling and say, okay, now we want more. Now we want more information. And so it's been a multi-pronged approach, but it's been very beneficial to have the film and go in with it first. So are, are you looking forward to this for you? And are you looking forward to having that also in your toolbox? So we are very excited about dysphoria coming out and um, what it will do to help educate people because it's it, that particular side of it causes a lot of confusion. People don't understand it. And to see it beautifully laid out in a, in a film, um, it, it, will, it will definitely open people's eyes and it will help them understand um, the, the evil that's coming after their children because that is essentially what it is, um, is an evil that's targeting children um, and parents will be totally left out in the dark. They won't have any rights. They'll be, um, they'll be violated. And if they don't coincide with the, with the school's transitioning of their children, they could lose their children. I mean, they could have them taken away by CPS and other governmental organizations. So to have dysphoria that would lay out um, what, how that would play out in a family situation, I think will be incredibly powerful. So we're, we're very excited. We're, we're out passing out flyers. We're telling people about it as we go and visit um, churches and organizations that will have us in. Um, we're promoting it because we're, we're chomping at the bit until we, we can get our hands on it. So you remember when we were at a screening up in um, Michigan, uh-huh. Three Rivers, Michigan, yeah. right? Destiny Church. Destiny Church, Three Rivers. Mm-hmm. That exact scenario happened. We screened the film, mm-hmm. and then we were doing Q&A afterward. And there were, we, so we were sitting in the back <laughs> when the film started. And we, you listen, we read people for a living, right? Yeah. We figured out that there were a couple of teachers in there. Who eventually got up and left. Who eventually got up and left. <laughs> That's fine. Right? They, they left in disgust, but the, at the end, when we were doing Q&A, there was a, a gentleman that stood up in the back mm-hmm. 
And he said exactly what she said. He was a teacher he in said, the I'm local a school. Teacher in the school system, yep. and he said almost verbatim everything what she said. Everything in this film is true. Yep. Well, it, it happens at every screening. I yeah. mean, when we were in Texas, it was happening. When we were here in Indiana, just down the road from us, it was happening. I mean, people, it, listen, it's all true. It, you And once you see it, mm-hmm. you know, then you finally realize what you're looking at. You may not have been able to put your finger on it before and going, man, there's something not right with this, mm-hmm. or I can't figure out why this doesn't seem like a good idea. Well, watch the mind polluters. It connects the dots. That's what people mm-hmm. say all the time. Thank you for connecting the dots. Yeah. So if your organization benefited from the mind polluters, then we'd like to hear from you. Yeah. Send tell, us an email. Tell us how this worked out. And you need to be part of the Dysphoria War Room Summit, which is yeah. coming up uh, next June. I'm excited. This is how <laughs> you're going to. Now we're going to. We're going to take this up about 10 notches. Yeah. Right? So that's the premiere of the film. And then the entire cast basically is mm-hmm. going to be there. And the so the day after it premieres, we're going to have a, a, a day-long workshop mm-hmm. with all the cast there talking about how do you do this? How yeah. do you get this into the community? Specifically from pastors yeah. dealing, you know, how do you engage pastors? How do you engage the church mm-hmm. in this? And... Um, the legislative process, the the legal part of it. So, you know, all very exciting all what angles, the Lord is doing. This is this is the, <laughs> the time to get involved. So, yeah. how do they get involved in and find out more? Well, you can go to fearlessfeatures.org and click on Dysphoria through the films tab, and you can um, sign up to get on to be the first to know about the War Room Summit. Mm-hmm. And, and and be sure, this week, so this is coming out on Tuesday, so this week, on the 19th, you can watch The Mind Polluters for free. So be sure to go to themindpolluters.com. It's, it's available on our website at fearlessfeatures.org as well. But um, share with your friends and family and let them know. And all this month... Los Contaminadores Mentales, the Spanish version, is playing for free. Yeah, so if you have friends or family who speak Spanish and want to share with their friends, it is available for free. We'll leave a link for it in the show notes. Okay. Anything else? No, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much. Have a wonderfully blessed day. God bless you guys. We will talk to you again next Tuesday. Bye.